Rage Radio Australia, we have Wayne in the building. Look at this, ready to rock and roll. It is time for all about relationships. And sometimes, Wayne, they hurt so good. It does. <laughs> How are you, buddy? You ready for a big show? Always ready for a big show. Now, I have, I've asked you off air what today's show's about. I'm already concerned, right? Simple as that. And you should be. Hit me. Okay, so I'll give a little bit of a backstory for this. Many years ago, I was attending a talk by a mm. chap by the name of Jim Rowan. Okay. I don't know if you've heard of him. No, no, I can't say I have. Um, he's one of the first major motivational speakers. Oh, okay. Um, so, said to influence a lot of people. Yep. And I went to this talk, and he was obviously quoting various quotes of his. Mm. And one of the things he said, and I don't know if he's the first person that ever said it, and it it's something that stuck with me. And he said, if nothing changes, nothing changes. Mm. Mm. So that's what I thought I'd explore tonight in regards to relationships. Because okay. when you're caught in a relationship, whether it's terrible, not bad or good, it's the power of change and whether you embrace that, whether you resist it, how much you go with it, yep. that will determine the outcome. Okay. So one of the big lessons, and mm. I think I might have mentioned this one to you, and we were discussing it last night with a group of people, mm. when you're pointing a finger at someone and blaming them, oh, there's, yeah. there's three pointing back at you. Spot on. And it was one that, for me, I resisted that one for a long time. <laughs> it was like, no, it's their fault. It's their fault. <laughs> So once I accepted that, it was a, okay, so I can I can accept the responsibility. Okay, right. right, good on I, you. I can swallow that pill. I can swallow that pill. And then it was that if nothing changes, mm. nothing changes. So true, though. So that's when I had to look at my previous relationships mm. and ask myself what needs to change for them to improve. Yep. Now, a lot of people will just go, I need a better partner. <sighs> Isn't okay. that the easy excuse, right? It is. Mm. It is. And this is why I'm talking about the how people can resist the change. Yeah, okay. And it's very easy to push it all onto your partner and mm. say, you know, I'm not doing anything wrong. It's all their fault. Oh, no, no. I'm not doing anything wrong at all. Okay. In fact, I'm doing everything right. As you know, I am doing something wrong. I'm choosing the wrong partner. Exactly. <laughs> I'll go and get a better partner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it'll magically oh, of be course. better. Yeah, it couldn't possibly be me. No. Exactly. And this is... When I see people who want to whinge about their partner, mm -hmm. I'm always laughing on the inside <laughs> and just going, my God, you really do need a slap. Yep, a slap. Uh, only because I want them to wake up and go, oh, okay, it's all within my control. Yep. And this is something that when I got this, something mm. I realized, I didn't learn it from anyone, was when you're blaming people, yeah. you're, let's say I'm blaming you for something. I'm used to it, mate. All right. I've got big shoulders. <laughs> so I'm saying, oh, you did this and you did that and you did this and you made me angry and blah, blah, blah. What I'm doing is saying, mm. here's all of the controls for my life. Yeah. I'm giving them all to you. Oh, risky business. Yeah. And that's what you do when you blame people yep, is you're okay. actually saying, I have no control of, over my life or I choose to have no control. That's more accurate. I'm yeah. going to give it all to you because okay. you're going to make me angry. You're yep. going to be responsible for all of this crap in my life. Okay. So once I realized that I was giving everyone control of my life, mm -hmm. 
and I took it back. So basically, I took responsibility for it. Okay. What I realized was if I can do that and say, okay, I had had all of that control and I chose to relinquish it to other people, I pull it back. That now means from this moment forward, I can make the choices. I can dictate the outcome. Yeah, it's great advice, quite frankly. Yeah, and I mean, these are the things that I really had to struggle to accept. Yeah, because it isn't a natural way to go, right? It really isn't. No. Um, I don't know. It's By pushing responsibility into other people, you know, you, you're making yourself clear, you're free and clear on this, right? And that's what a exactly. lot of people do, right? Yeah, it, yeah, it makes yeah. you blameless. Mm. However, it also makes you controlless. Spot on, yeah. Because you can't dictate the outcome for anything. Yeah, yeah. So for me, once I did that mm. and I went, you know what, I'm in control I made the decision from then on to go, no, I'm responsible for a vast majority of what happens in my life, like a vast majority. Not everything, but yeah. Exactly. Things like the weather you can't dictate, you know, that sort of thing. You can control how you react, how Mm -hmm. you think, how you feel, all of those things. You have absolute control over those things. Of course. So once I accepted that, Mm. I then implemented it. The problem is, though... Practice. <laughs> Great theory. <laughs> exactly. A lot of things are brilliant in theory. Oh. Put them into practice. It's, it's really hard. Yep. So what I want to look at is the ways that we resist mm-hmm. and the ways we can move forward. Because okay. for a lot of people, if they're trying to get results in their life, they're going to have this internal battle that I had where you want to blame people mm-hmm. because you want them to be able to go, okay, you're right, I'll fix it and it'll all be good. Yeah. But as Jim Rowan says, if your sceptical neighbour and your unsupportive family and your partner who poo-poos your ideas all suddenly changed and became better, yeah, it's not going to make a big difference to your life. I think you bang on there. I think you bang on there. Yeah. yeah. And, and this is how a lot of people feel. They yep. think if everyone else changes, it's suddenly going to become easier. You know, I'll get a better partner yep. or my relationship will be better. Yep. But if you're an argumentative person, doesn't matter. <laughs> you could be with the Dalai Lama at some yeah. point and he's going to crack yeah. and just go, you know what, I'm taking you down. So it is one of those things where once you can take responsibility, then you can change it. Okay. You need to be able to take responsibility first. So the reasons people resist change Mm. is one change is scary yeah change is difficult Mm. and change is confronting okay i'm a man and as a man we don't like change um generally speaking we're very comfortable with what you know like honestly you know we we decide on a way that we dress in our early 20s and we stick with it right sadly Uh, yes yeah, yeah and a lot of things things we keep doing like we don't uh, and I am generalising, obviously, but mm. generally speaking, I, I really do. I look at uh, the, the male side of the uh, the equation here as the people who don't want to change. But uh, is this? Am I reading this wrong, or is this is this something that's seen as being? Uh, I don't know. The, now you've the main just, you've just triggered a memory within okay. me of something I read, which goes and supports that idea of. Okay. If that's the way I've always done it, yep. so I'm going to keep doing it. Sure. And that is part of our. 
wiring. Mm -hmm. So every time we encounter something, instead of having to analyze it and break it down and weigh up what's the best option, we just go for the default action. So our brain will look at our previous interactions. So if we're having an argument with our partner, Mm -hmm. we'll look at all the previous arguments and go, well, this is the way we've done it before. Let's do it that same way. Yeah, yeah. Even if it's painful and damaging and all of that, we'll we'll do it again. <laughs> and the reason we do that is because our brain is basically lazy. It doesn't okay. want to think and chew up energy. Right. So it goes for the easier option. Now, I remember reading about Steve Jobs. Mm-hmm. I read um, his biography. And the bloke who wrote it said, do you want to proofread it? And Steve Jobs is like, no, nah, talk to everyone, get the interviews, put in there, whatever. Doesn't bother me. Okay. Which I thought was very interesting. Good yeah, read as in well. Itself, yeah. But one thing that he said, which absolutely makes sense, because people say to him, "Why do you always wear the same clothes? <laughs> it's always that turtleneck sweater and the jeans." And yeah. all. he says, "Because when I get up, I don't have to think about what to wear." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just take and that, that makes sense. It does. If, if it's something that's not super important, mm. don't waste your time thinking about it. Yep. Make it something oh. where. You know, I don't have to change that. It just works. I just do it. Yep. And then there's other things that you're going to have to change. Okay. So it's knowing the difference between the two. So if, you know, you're like that generic bloke and you don't want to think about what you're wearing <laughs> and your wardrobe's full of all the same clothes, cool. If that's working for you, go for it. Because okay. it's not hurting anyone. No, it's not hurting anyone. If it is impacting someone else, you may want to weigh it up and look at changing Sure, it. sure. So... Like I said, change is hard. Yep. All right? And it is hard because we are creatures of habit. Mm. Okay? So if we have a particular path, a particular – I can't think of the right word – a particular process that we follow to do anything, which we do. We've all got – Of course. When we get – up in the morning, we yep. always might go to the toilet first and then have breakfast and a coffee and mm. blah, blah. But we will do that same thing every morning without thinking or what, questioning yeah, it. systematic. Yep. All right. And that also applies in a relationship. Right. So when you're getting up in the morning, you'll have the same process with your partner. When yep. you go to bed at night, you'll have the same process with your partner. You sit down to dinner, you'll have the same process. And that also applies if you're having arguments. Mm. Okay? Mm. Because she'll say... For example, we need to talk. So straight away, you go, oh, God, it's one of those things. So already your hackles are up. Yeah. She brings up something that could be a very legitimate subject to discuss. And then you respond by defending yourself, explaining, sure. or et cetera. And then it's on for young or old. Okay. All right? Now, a really good thing, if you've got a partner that you want to change, Yeah. all right, and they're using the hammer to chop down the tree. <laughs> a good thing to do is stop them mid-swing. Okay. All right. So it's what they call a state break. Mm. Okay. So All your right. state is just your emotional and physiological that kind response. Of state. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. So It's not like running razor wire down the border. Gotcha. Okay. Right. Okay. We've, we've had can, that. We've had that. You can no. try that one. You might be getting a few <laughs> phone calls. So what you're looking at doing is uh, going... Okay, instead of saying or responding when she says we need to talk with, oh, God, mm-hmm. what she could do is do something different so that you can't get to that next step. Yeah, I like that idea. All right. Yep. Um, I'll tell a story. I won't use names. 
Protect the innocent. <laughs> and the guilty. A, a previous partner, we were driving down south. Mm-hmm. And due to various things that had happened, we were a bit niggly with each other. Right. And she asked, she was driving, and she said, look, we're going to keep arguing. Mm-hmm. Tell you what, I'll stop at my friends, I'll jump out, and you can just go off and continue on your own. And I'm like, no, you're my partner, you're coming with me. Yep. And then I thought, oh, I remember the state break. Now, we're going down Great Northern Highway, so imagine busy road. So yes. for people that aren't from Perth, it's a, a ma- not a major highway, but a fairly busy arterial yeah, yeah, road. Yeah. And I asked her to pull over. Mm-hmm. So I get out of the car, walk around to her side. So I'm facing traffic now, so I'm right. dodging the, the cars <laughs> almost. And I open up the door and I put my hand out and I say, can you hop out of the car? And I lead her around to the back of the car. Oh, okay. All right. I'm worried right yeah, I know. There you go. No, 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 no. This is oh, really good. And that oh, perfectly I, proves I, what I'm talking about. I've seen Wolf Creek. Hang on. That's what it. comes next? Come on. No, no. Mick was nowhere nearby. <laughs> Thank God. So what I had to do was yeah. break this process that we're in, throwing it backwards and forwards and just being niggly. Okay. So what I did is I grabbed her mm-hmm. and I danced with her. Wow. Now, because that completely mm. broke her wiring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As I held her and started to mm. dance, I could feel her relax. Really? Yes. Right. So, after about a minute, walked her back, popped her back in the car, walked around, hopped in, no more arguments the rest of the day. A good Charleston. Fix everything. <laughs> yes. So, if you've got people that you're trying to change, mm. do things like that. Okay, okay. Like a circuit breaker. Yeah. yeah, basically you're, you're tripping them. And what that then does mm-hmm. is because you've broken that process, it then gives you a chance to start to take it on a different direction. Okay. Now, I'm guessing you've heard of neural pathways yes, in the brain. absolutely. Yeah. So whenever you form a habit, mm-hmm. your brain strengthens that particular link yeah. every time you do it. Yep. Now, if you form a new habit like exercising or whatever – you then have a new path to follow, but your brain will always go by default to that stronger neural pathway. So what you have to do is you have to keep doing it enough and it strengthens that one and the other one withers and dies. isn't the old three months, isn't that the thing? Depending on what the habit is. Okay, So if you've got a big enough reason to do something, it doesn't need to be that long. Okay, okay. You know, if it's literally, you know, if you don't do that, your mother's going to die. It's a, well, I'll make sure I'm doing it. Spot on. So what you do is once you've broken their state, then you have a chance to rewire them. Yeah, okay. So you can lead them down a better path. Mm -hmm. They can get the same result, but it's better because there's less pain, et cetera, et cetera. And then all you've got to do is just keep feeding them down that pathway, and eventually that'll become a habit. Okay. All right. So that's if you're trying to change other people. If you're trying to change yourself, it's pretty much the same thing. Okay. Is, right. there, is there as much dancing? Or? Well, you look a bit silly dancing on your own. <laughs> but, hey, that was a song by Billy O, wasn't it? Oh, dancing with myself. myself, yeah. yeah. So in, with yourself, it's a little bit harder. And what I've found makes it easier is if you have a big enough why. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'm big on why, so let's face it. I think it's, a, it's such an important thing in everyone's life. Yeah, and that's where kids are brilliant because they love that question. Yeah, okay. Why? But why? But why? But why? Why? So if we asked ourselves, what's my why for doing this? So mm. people go, oh, you know, I want to get fitter, I want to argue less, I want a better partner, whatever. Yep. 
they don't give themselves a why to keep themselves working towards it. Okay. So that's why people tend to fall off the wagon with New Year's resolutions yeah, and all yeah. of that sort of thing. So if you have yourself a big enough why, and here's an example I read years ago for exercise, and I love this one because it's extreme and it works. Okay. So two ladies had tried all the diets, you know, suit diet and the cabbage diet and all the stupid diets. Right. And they couldn't lose weight. Mm -hmm. And they're like, God, what are we going to do? We need a big enough why. And then one of them said, oh, got it. And they went shopping yep. and they bought two of those really big cans of dog food. Oh. And it had to be the ones that said contains horse meat. Right. And the agreement was mm -hmm. if either of them pulled out of exercising or bailed or anything like that, they had to eat the whole can of dog food. Okay, that's disgusting, but that's a good why. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and they both said when they succeeded mm. that every time they were like, oh, I don't feel like exercising mm. today, they'd look over and look at the can of dog food <laughs> and go, yeah, I'm putting my shoes on. <laughs> so it's like everything. If your why is powerful enough, sure. the how's easy. Yeah, okay. Okay. That is absolutely brilliant advice, mate. Well, time for a song now. Wow. All right. And, of course, it's inspired by you, mate. Billy Idol. Dancing with myself. Ted Radio Australia, all about relationships. It is 23 after 6, and we're in the house of fun here at Edge Radio Australia. I've got Wayne with me, and we're talking about relationships. You've got all this great advice, mate, and some of it I take. Um, <laughs> I have intentions to take it all, and then I completely screw it up. I'm good at that. I'm really good at that. Practice. Oh, exactly. You know. But now if I can retrain my little neurons to do the right thing, huh, mm, exactly. it'll become automatic. Well, we can only hope. <laughs> so... I mentioned that change is hard. Mm. It's confronting. It is. Okay. And the reason it's confronting is because it involves our ego. So like I said, the old, you know, when you point the finger at mm. someone, there's three pointing mm. back. Our ego is designed to keep us safe. Yep. So if you always have ego involved in anything, yep. it's always going to be challenging. Okay. So if you can take your ego out of it and look at the benefits for Everyone involved. That, that, and that's more, a big thing, honestly. Yeah. yeah. So, more of a global view, mm. then it's easier to go, oh, okay. So, if I have a better relationship with my partner because I lift my game, then she's going to be happier, which means she's going to interact better with her friends, which means when my mates come around and we want to do something she might not agree with, she'll be more agreeable yep. because we've got a better relationship. Mm -hmm. And also our family are going to see that we're happier and they're going to ask us why and we'll tell them and then they can get happy. And it becomes that ripple effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As you were saying, I could literally see the image of a, of a pond. Okay, I really could, honestly. It's, and it's so true. It just It's just from one central positive thing you can you know create so much positivity for so many people right? absolutely yeah. and that's why i 
really enforce with people the work on your relationship mm. first because if you get that going well, yep. everything else becomes easier because they're less intense. Yeah, yeah. All right, and also you don't see obviously your family and friends as often as you do your partner generally. So if you can get it well with them, you know you got good communication, you got good connection, your conflicts down at a You're low level. You're going to carry that into all walks of life. Absolutely, mm. absolutely. Mm. So your work life will improve and all of that. So if you can remove your ego, mm. then actually dealing stuff becomes a lot easier. Okay. Because the ego is going to be the one that says, no, it's not our fault. It was their fault. It's- I find it really interesting when you say ego you know, is essentially to protect yourself. Because mm. right? it's just not, I don't know, it's just not a thought that I've ever had before. I, you know, I think of ego, to me, see, I use ego the other way. I use it as a way to kind of power myself, right? Um, like everything, like a coin, mm. two sides. Mm-hmm. So ego is a dirty word and it's also a clean word. <laughs> Like the way we keep working we, that one in. We had to. Come on. and It's your, your fault this time. That's it. I'll, I'll take that one. I'll Put take that on. one. Mate, well done. So there are times where ego is not a good thing. Okay. So if you've obviously screwed up yep. and you're doing your best to deny it and blame others and all, it's not healthy. No. All right? But if it's something where you have an opinion mm-hmm. or – you've made a decision and you want to stand firm on it, your ego is what's going to keep you pushing for it. So sure. that, that can be a good thing. So yep. depending on the circumstances, okay. all right, so your ego generally will try to keep you safe by moving you away from danger. So if someone's attacking you, your ego will go, wasn't my fault, didn't do it. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Right. Okay. Right. So Different way of looking at it. I like yeah, that. it's just yeah. moving you out of harm's way. So, again, if you can move your, your dirty ego out and put your clean ego in, then it's a, okay, what can I own? What can I empower myself with yep. by taking responsibility for it? I think no matter what, I think to me the central thing of any relationship is that personal responsibility. I think that if you don't have it, you're never going to be successful in any relationship. Hmm. Um, but And I see it so much. I see so many people. It's all project, project, project. It's all your fault. Yeah, it's yep. always someone else's fault. You know, yep. um, I've got a uh, an acquaintance at the moment, right? That she is an absolute freaking nightmare, and and she keeps blaming you know her terrible relationships on other people, and and I think to myself, buy a mirror, honey. Like seriously, take some responsibility because clearly, and, and I and I say this, and I'll reflect it back on myself, right? Okay, you know, I've had bad relationships, and if. You and there's it's very easy to go in the in the moment in the heat of it all to go, yeah, it's, it's her fault, her fault, his fault, whatever, right? I get that, but ultimately, if you don't look and go, hey, I brought this to the party, I chose these sorts of things, I contributed, man, you're just going to get the same thing over and over again, right? Absolutely, yeah. And this particular acquaintance is whinging and complaining because she keeps finding this particular kind of guy. Well. Just look in the mirror. Who's the common denominator? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, big on self-reflection. Yeah. yeah. And and that's why I was saying where change, especially for yourself, mm. is very challenging and difficult because it's easy to blame. Because mm-hmm. all you've got to do is, it's your fault. Yep. How hard's that? <laughs> that's it. That's Job dead done. easy. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm you know, mic drop, walk away. However, if you want to do the work on yourself mm. and raise your value as a partner so that you deserve a better quality partner yep. and therefore a better quality relationship, mm. 
it's that difficult part of looking at yourself and your shadows, the things where you're chopping down the tree with a hammer. It's the where am I ineffective sure. in my relationships? Yeah, okay. All right. Okay. So, and again, I always use myself as a, as a, as an example because I know my story very yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, of course. Is for me, where I screwed up was, I wasn't present as much in my mm. relationships. In as much as mm. I didn't stand firm, I wasn't strong. I wasn't grounded. I okay. wasn't. I wasn't in my masculine. So, sure. very much, I was a doormat. Right. So the moment I could own that, it became easier to step Bloody into that. Bloody hard thing for you to, uh, to re- honestly, like so hard for you to own that. I, I can't Oh, imagine. shit, yeah. yeah, yeah it was. Yeah, it yeah. was hard. Yeah. And when I saw finally <laughs> that that's what was causing all the problems, right. even though I was aware of it, those issues still crept back in because I hadn't formed that neural pathway. Okay. And what I've found is it becomes easier and easier the longer I'm in my current marriage because I have these good habits. I still screw up a bit now and then. (laughs) You know, we can't be perfect all the time. Human. Exactly. So I'm always gentle with myself if I make a mistake. Baby, be gentle. Yes, put put the lotion on. And it's it's one of those things where if you are gentle with yourself, change is easier. Okay. Because okay. I was talking to a, a chap last night and he was saying how he struggles with food. Okay. And he's lost 30 kilo and wow. he's still got 15 to go. And I'm like, hey, and he's beating himself up a bit. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He's up. Yeah. 30 kilo, that's nearly half my body weight. Oh, so you look at you show off. But okay, there you go. Go, go me. <laughs> And and it's true. All right, okay. It's it's more than a third. How's that? <laughs> oh, creative accounting. I like this. That's right, it. So it is one of those things where we do beat ourselves up mm. because we think I'm still not there yet, forgetting how far we've come. Yeah. Like if I look at my journey in relationships, yep. I look at what I've got now and I look back and it's a bloody long path mm. back to where I was. Yeah. And I'm like, that's a different bloke. It's not even a different version. That's a different bloke. It is a different bloke, yeah. And I, I think that we need to give ourselves far more credit for that because mm. we just evolve, right? Absolutely. Yeah, and I well, I will always say, be the first person to say, I think about my relationships I had in my 20s compared to today. And yeah, no, I haven't changed. I am a different human being, mm. right? Okay. You know what my what my ethics and, and my integrity and all those sorts of things are. Actually, I was going to say the same, but no, they're actually probably improved, to be honest with you. When you I really, should hope so. Yeah, when you really think about it. But uh, what I'm saying is the basis of, of who I am, okay? The absolute, just the DNA, if you like, is mm. the same. But yeah, I think the way I process things and all is such is so different that yeah, it's pretty much a, a new bloke is standing there. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and you'd certainly hope so because mm. you wouldn't want to hook up with someone and get a partner who just has one year repeated 40 oh, times. It's Groundhog Day. Yeah, and if yeah. you with someone like that, no, no, go go find someone who's actually growing and evolving, <laughs> and that comes from that owning stuff and yep. taking responsibility and asking yourself. And this is I spent months doing the introversion thing, right? Looking at myself and going, yep. okay, where am I screwing up? Where am I being ineffective? Where am I letting myself down of and course. the people around me? Yep, and it is hard to face it. Mm. What's harder, though, is working on it consistently to get that change <laughs> and form those new neural pathways. Okay. So that's the thing where if 
I think the old saying was if you're getting it right 51% of the time, you're winning. Okay. Well, you're moving forward, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You know, however incrementally it is, you're still moving forward. Mm. And that's where people beat themselves up. You know, they're trying to get better with their relationship sure. and they, they'll make a mistake and they'll beat themselves up. And it's like, no, 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 no. As long as you're getting it right mm-hmm. most of the time, <laughs> yeah. or not, I shouldn't use the word right because that indicates there's like only one way to do it. Well, as long as you're If you're making forward, improvements yeah, of improvement, some sort, exactly. the majority of the time, and that could be 51% of the time. If you're making progress, kudos to you. Yeah, look, 51, it's a pass. I'll take it. Exactly. I think we are so hard on ourselves. And sometimes, yeah, you've got to be real about it. You know, like you're saying about the guy with the with the weight. Mate, you've lost a massive amount of weight. Yeah, Huge. Oh, you know what? You've got a great, it's great that you've got that goal there. But it's almost like the old, and this is something I often say to people, you know, about the whole, you know, Shoot for the stars, and if you hit the moon, well, you're still mm. doing all right. Mm. Okay, absolutely. You know, yeah. So, yeah, don't don't dwell on these things. The fact of the matter is, you are moving forward. And yep. Yeah, Rome wasn't built in a day. The old saying, right? Apparently, apparently, we weren't there to witness it, but oh, apparently, we've the, heard the aqueducts, all sorts. It was very complex. Yes, I mean, yeah. What have the Romans yeah, ever given oh, us? That's right. There's a lot of plumbing. I'm told. That's. <laughs> So, if you want to improve your relationship, mm. all right, there's obviously a few things you need to focus on. Yep. Um, I don't know how often other people get these things in their feeds where it's like, oh, yeah, the, the three things that will indicate whether your relationship will work or whether, you know, these five things are red flags or, you know, it's just right. like everyone's different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. There are certain things which are universal. Of course. However, most things are determined by you as an individual. So remember ages ago we talked about certainty and uncertainty? Absolutely, yeah. Some people need more certainty than others. Mm -hmm. So if you're in a relationship that's got a lot of certainty, you're going to be happy. Some people would be bored with that. Yeah. They need a little more chaos. Yep. So you can't sit there and say, well, as long as you've got certainty. Well, no, because someone who likes the chaos is just going to be well, it comes board stencil. Of course, yeah, and it's going to come back to that central theme of change, right? Like, okay, because a certain amount of change, you need it because life will be very, very dull without it. Yes. Yeah. 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 And if you're not a different person now than you were 20 years mm. ago, you need to up your game. You really do. Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm different to who I was 10 years ago. I'd hope so. I'd a hope year so. ago, you know, and I feel within myself, I'm mm. becoming more authentic and more congruent and what people see is what they get. Um, and I was only just saying last night where my mother, bless her soul, was one of those people that was very much concerned about what other people thought. Oh. All right. And then it was only years later that I realised that I had taken that on. Yeah. And I went, you know what, that doesn't work for me. No, no. So I sort of handed it back to her and I'm <laughs> just like, no, now I am who I am. If you don't like it... Mm. Go tell someone who'll actually care. There's the door. Don't let it hit you on the ass on the way out. Yeah. Right? So, yep. you know, I'm going to attract the people that resonate with me. Yep. And the other people that don't, cool, go and find someone else that does. But if you're authentic, you attract more authentic people. Yes. Right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Definitely something I've noticed. All right, mate. Almost time for a break. I'm not going to, I'm not going to rush you. I'm going to give you, a, you know, a minute, a minute and a half even. Just go hard with it. Have you got any other thoughts on this particular, you know, this train of thought? Well, the other thing as well is when it comes to change, mm-hmm. it's sometimes it's difficult to look at your own stuff. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. So I don't normally 
recommend therapists, counsellors, that sort of thing. Okay. Because I did that. I went to a psychiatrist yep. and, or psychologist and after three sessions I was like, why am I here? There's nothing right. wrong with me. Sure. I'm just using a hammer to chop down the trees. Yep. So some people may need a, a counsellor or a therapist to bounce stuff off so sure. that they can go, oh, hang on, what was that bit you just mentioned there? Let's explore that a bit yeah, more. Right, that sounded right. important. So sometimes having someone to bounce stuff off can help you face your own stuff. Okay. So if that helps you get started, have a couple of sessions with a decent counsellor yep. or a therapist or just someone that you can bounce stuff off. We've all got our different like our little... Uh techniques and things like that some people are talkers some people are thinkers whatever some people just need to go and vent and sometimes maybe having a counselor might just be a great way to vent by getting it out of the system that maybe you can you can deal with it in a stronger way yeah you get mm. started and you face some of the the shittier parts and then yep. that makes it easier to face the other parts but at least you've got the ball moving and and you're making progress you know it's it's time you lifted time to lift and it ain't working Seems like forever The total eclipse of the heart Oh, it's a beautiful song. I'm all emotional. Oh, thanks, Bonnie. It's Edge Radio Australia. I'm faking it completely, mate. I'm not emotional. I'm just tired. Okay, I've just had enough. Okay. <laughs> You're a breaking point. I'm a breaking point. No, oh, you know what? It's a funny thing, actually. I it's um, I actually really look forward to you guys coming in here and um, and the show every week. So uh, when I say I'm tired, please don't take it as a reflection on you. It's just a reflection on the fact that I need to get some sleep. All right. It is an advantage. Uh, it is an advantage. So if you know any lullabies, that'd be a good start. <laughs> yeah, you don't want me singing lullabies. No, no, no. no. Okay. I, I, you know what? You stick to what you know. Exactly. Relationships, you're good at that. Exactly. Um, yeah, and I'll, uh, I'll stick to, I don't know, um, therapeutical methods. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Camel mild tea and oh, all that stuff. Oh, absolutely. I've got some orange and ginger at the moment. Very exciting stuff. Nice. Yeah, it's it's great. It's kept me watching YouTube videos at three o'clock in the morning. It's, it's a great job. <laughs> all right, mate. Now we are we're on the home straight, um, and we've been talking about change, something that frightens the living out of a lot of people. Mm. Um, I can even, like, I'm thinking about something I've done this week. I was actually going through my drawers at home, right? And I'm throwing clothes out or going to do the, the salvos thing, right? And I can't believe, like, how emotionally stupid I am about simply changing of going, mm -hmm. I don't wear those clothes anymore. Mm -hmm. why, do I well, mm -hmm. why do I need to keep them? We are strange creatures, right? And, uh, you are. know, yeah. So as far as change... A part of me loves it, a part of me embraces it, but uh, other parts, geez, you just hold on, don't you? Yeah, no matter what. Yeah. It's funny you mention that because I had a mate of mine years ago, he, he thought he'd try having a cull. Right. And he was like, how, how little can I get my possessions down to? Right. And he got it down to a single suitcase. No way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, not going to be possible with me, but <laughs> give it a go. Oh, well, I made a pile of clothes. It's so like, honestly, it, it, that when you try to close, oh, sorry, yeah, close the door, it was like it was hitting them. Okay, it was, it was, it's quite a pile, man. It was pretty shocking. And I thought to myself, like, this is ridiculous. Why are you holding on? Like, honestly, what is the mental thing that's making me hold onto these clothes that I haven't worn in years? 
we're very strange creatures. Mm. Mm. But that does actually tie nicely in with what we're talking about. It does. Because a lot of the things that we do, we are emotional creatures. Yep. Everything we do is for an emotional reason. We want to be happier mm. or less stressed or whatever. So we have a lot of emotions tied into things. Yeah. So sometimes if we're trying to change, yep. our emotions might be linked to a memory or a person or an item or an interaction sure. or whatever, and that will always draw us back to that. Again, it's the, that neural pathway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like um, you ever been walking down the street and you'll smell a particular perfume and you'll go, oh, that was the one my first girlfriend used to wear. Yep, absolutely. And it's and that there's actually a reason why. Right. There How's was that work? Uh, a Doctor years ago, I think his last name was Penfield. Okay. And he was doing uh, surgery for people that suffered epilepsy. Oh, okay. So what he would do is he would exercise, open the brain. Mm -hmm. And when you cut into the the skull, you've got to have a local anaesthetic. Because, you know, you're cutting into people. But the brain doesn't actually have any nerve endings. Oh, I didn't so know that. you don't have to numb the brain, oh. and you don't really want to do that anyway. Your brain forgets to breathe <laughs> and that sort of stuff. Oh wow! I'm just all of a sudden I'm thinking about um, Silence of the Lambs too. Oh yes, yeah. yes, that's it. Um, yes, <laughs> but what he found was is you know the probes they use for surgery, the big long pointy things to mm. you know they can use same to ones move the aliens away. use. Is that that's the one? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Those probes. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's taking it off centre. And what he did was, as he was probing around, he was trying to find the right portion that was responsible for the epilepsy. Right. And the, the goal was mm-hmm. to remove that portion of the brain and it would dramatically reduce the epilepsy. Okay. So while he was experimenting and finding out the various parts of the brain, you know, where it was and what did what, mm-hmm. he found that when he touched certain points people would have a complete recollection of a memory from years prior. Like even like childhood birthday parties, they'll remember who was there and the presents they got, what the weather was like, and like complete recollection. That's amazing. So our brain literally remembers everything in our life. Literally everything. Exactly. That is impressive stuff. And that's the sort of stuff that freaks me out. I'm just like, (laughs) my God, it's amazing. So the human brain is... The more we learn, the more we realise we don't understand well, about the brain. Well, the old story, apparently we use, what, 5% of it? Right? That, that was just something someone made up. Oh, it's just made up? Yeah, it's, oh, okay. it's not a... Do you know 76% of statistics, statistics are, are made, made up, up on the yeah. spot? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> boom, boom. <laughs> so that my point is, mm. if you've got all of those memories of relationships, etc., etc., when you have an interaction, your brain will always default via the neural pathways to those particular things. So it doesn't have to think, it doesn't yep. have to weigh up all the new information. Okay. It'll just default to the nearest proximate okay. thing, and that's yep. what it'll go with. Right. That's why a lot of the times people will have a strong reaction to something because their brain is being triggered by something that happened years ago that they're not conscious of anymore. Okay. And then that – okay, so an analogy one of my coaches used was this. If I took a feather and rubbed it on your arm, how much pain would that cause? None. None. But if I got some sandpaper and rubbed it up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down and put that same feather on your arm, it would be very painful. So my point is, you might say to your partner something like, oh, why did you do that? And they just go, wah, wah, and you just go, what? 
Right. And it's because you've triggered that thing yeah, yeah. from years ago. Yeah, you've gone back to the rough skin. Gotcha. Exactly. So when we're trying to change, that's mm. the sort of thing we have to go and face. Right. So if you go and face something that happened to you as a child, yep. before you understand adult concepts and mm. responsibility mm. and all of that sort of stuff, you take it on as a child. That becomes your childhood trauma, okay. which you drag into your adulthood. Mm -hmm. And even though to you as a child it made sense, if you looked at it now as an adult, oh. you'd go... That's a stupid way of dealing yeah, with it. Yeah. But as a kid, guess what? You're doing the best you can. Back to those tools, mate. That's it. So for a lot of people, when we're looking at change, it's going back and looking at that little okay. kid. Okay. Mm. Yeah. So that's why a lot of people have to go to things like therapy so much. Sure. Is because it's confronting to deal with that, you know, because it's so painful to us as a child we have to go and revisit that pain. You know what? Childhood, and I'm going to invert the commas, trauma is something that's coming up so much. So many people are talking about this at the moment, right? That it's affecting your life in so many ways. I'm just going to put this out there, okay? As adults, for God's sake, work harder, work harder and focus more on on giving your kids the best start in life and stop being selfish. I'm going to say that because I'll tell you right now, we've got all these broken kids out there and perhaps just perhaps it has a little bit to do with the parents. Well, I agree with you and I don't. Hey, 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 it's okay. I'm all right with that. It's <laughs> too bad if you're not. Exactly. So it is the parents' fault. Mm. The thing where as parents we tend to fall down is we perceive that we missed out on certain things as a child. Okay. So we feel if we give that to our kids, okay. Okay. then they'll be better off and mm. better adapted and all of this sort of stuff. Okay. So rather than asking the kids, <laughs> what do you actually need to feel loved yep. and supported and encouraged and all of that, mm. we give them what we think they need. Okay. We're so trying we, to clean up from our past. Exactly. Mm. So mm. we're basing it off our own experiences okay. and – whether they're positive or negative or whatever, sure. we then bring that and transfer it onto our children, which is what they call multi-generational trauma. Yes. So something that our great-grandparent did to cope with a situation gets passed on and that belief, mindset, attitude, mm. habit, etc., becomes something that they use now to teach your kids. Well, we talked about this last week, really. Yeah. Well, here's, here's one I read years ago. It's an American story. Right. Still fits in with us. Okay. Family having Thanksgiving, mm -hmm. which everyone obviously knows what that's about. And the wife's preparing the turkey. Right. And she's got the pan there and she's got the turkey and she cuts the drumsticks off the turkey mm -hmm. and puts them in a separate pan. And the husband uh. looks at her and says, uh, what the hell are you doing? She says, what do you mean? She says, I've never seen anyone chop the legs off a turkey and put them in a sack. What the hell's that all about? And he, she goes, it's just something we've always done. That's the way mum cooks. Yep. So mum happens to be there because it's a family thing, so they yep. call mum in. Say, mum, what's the deal with the turkey? Why do you chop the legs off and put them in a separate pan? She goes, well, it's just the way my mum did it. Wow. So, okay, let's make a phone call because, you know, <laughs> Grandma's still alive. So they phone up Grandma and it's like, hey, Grandma, what's the deal with the turkey? You chop the legs off, the drumsticks off, and you put mm. them in a separate pan. Right. She goes, why do you do that? She says, well, back then I, I didn't have a very big oven and it was the only way I could get the turkey in the... Oh, I love that. I, I love that. I have an air fryer. Um, and... <laughs> 
Ooh, aren't you fancy? Ooh, yeah, yeah, my lovely Monica bought me this very fancy one. It's very nice, actually. It's still pretty shiny. It does all sorts of stuff. But, um, yes, and, yeah, because it's smaller, you know, maybe, well, I could be the turkey who ends up in the who knows. But all jokes aside, okay, on a, a very strange reference on that, today, here at Edge in you know, in our wonderful little kitchenette, um, I actually, I cooked in the old air fryer, right? And because... <laughs> I know this is a relationship show, but I don't care. Anyway, but about making things fit. Okay, I had pizza for lunch, and you know what I did? I cut a quarter of a pizza, put it into the airport, <laughs> and there you go. So did, there you go. Did it work, though? It did. I now have that's three quarters of a pizza sitting there in the fridge, but that's all right. I got two pieces out of it. Happy camper. Yeah, but see so if you get the result you're after. Yeah. You'll keep yeah. doing that. Well, and I would like to thank the Nana from the uh, Thanksgiving story. Exactly. Thank you for that. I made exactly. it fit. Love it. But the, that, the whole <laughs> point behind that is if it's something that your great-grandparent great did exactly. and it's been passed down, you've then got to look at that and go, is that mine stuff? Yep. Can I take responsibility mm-hmm. for that? No, that's someone else's stuff. Okay, so that's theirs to deal with. So true. So for me, I had a lot of that. Mm. You know? Yes. Now, we've discussed this before, mate. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not one of these people that goes, oh, my parents screwed up and blah, blah, blah. My parents did a good job. Yep. They did the best they could, and we all turned out relatively sane I can, I can and okay. See you, you got your own teeth, opposable thumbs. It's all gone. That's it's working. it. I get That's it. Yeah. it. And my straight jacket. <laughs> and it's one of those things where it is easy to blame your parents. Mm, of course it is. All right. So, yes, our parents pass on to us things that, make our relationships difficult. And it could be the way we view the opposite sex or the way we deal with conflict or whatever it is. So they pass certain tools on to us. Yep. All right. Now, they didn't choose to do that. It's an unconscious thing. But we can choose to keep using those tools or we can learn better tools. I thoroughly agree. And you know what? We talk about the toolbox every single week, but I think it's one of the most important lessons in life. Really, Honestly, I think it does. Now, mate, we've got a minute. A minute. Oh, my God. So I want you to right now, tell me, where can I find you? Apart from the local street corner, where else can I find you? On social media, all that sort of thing, you know? Okay. Yeah. As usual, type in Wayne Brown Life back on track. Fantastic. My podcast will come up, plus Instagram and all that sort of stuff. Yep. Uh, my website, I'm currently working on at oh. the moment and rebooting, so you won't find much there. Yep. Although you can subscribe to my newsletter and get some juicy tips and advice and stuff. Fantastic. And remember, of course, we replay this show on Sunday at what time? 2 p.m. How good is this? I'm going to give you the app, mate. This is you. Do the big outro. You know, go, go hard. Okay, go hard or go home. This is Wayne Brown from Life Back on Track with All About Relationships.